Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Thank you for joining me as we continue Women of the Bible, Part 3. I noticed with the first two women, we had an association with adultery. To go to the next woman in my mind, it only made sense that the next woman should be Bathsheba. And this is told to us in 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. I encourage you to read it. Bathsheba was the daughter of an officer of David's, and she was also married to one of David's most loyal men, Uriah. This all starts when Bathsheba decides to bathe on the roof, and apparently it was not a private bath. We find that David, on the rooftop of the palace, sees Bathsheba taking her bath on her roof, and he lusts after her. As a godly man, you would think that David would have walked away. You would think that as a Hebrew woman, that Bathsheba would have been a little bit more modest. So getting back to David, he sends a messenger over to Bathsheba and requests her presence in his palace. And she goes. Again, we have a situation of the temptation of sin where she's in David's presence and it unfolds what his um, need was. And looking at it, the one thing that I know about David, and I'm sure everyone knew about David, was that David was a godly man. I mean, this was very evident and very well known in why he got involved with Goliath. The Hebrew army was fearful of the Philistines. They were huge. David trusted in his God. He had confidence in him, and he knew that he could defeat Goliath, not by his might, but by God's. So this set David's reputation for all to know at that point. Why didn't he let it go? He had wives. He had more than one. I mean, he had others to deal with his needs. He also knew that Bathsheba was married to one of his men. We look at Bathsheba. She should have said, I'm a married woman. To do this would be a sin in God's eyes. Would that have made David stop? and think twice about it, you would hope. But that's a lesson for us, right? What we should do, because we know the word tells us that the deed was done. And by doing this deed, a child was conceived. What do you do at that point? David decided that he would call Uriah home, and he would try to cover up the fact that Bathsheba was pregnant with his child, and hope that he would go home and they would have relations and that would be covered up and he would be free in essence of that situation. But that's not what happened. Whereas I mentioned, Uriah was most loyal and he felt very guilty coming back from battle to be with his wife. So he stayed outside David's door in case he needed him for anything as one of his soldiers. So that plan didn't work. So again, we see this sin leads to a decision being made that took the life of Uriah. And we find that Bathsheba becomes 
a wife to David after a period of mourning. This is a an example of how sin impacts not only your life, but the lives of so many others. And we think sometimes that we can get away with it. No harm, no foul, right? Sin has a way of coming to the surface. And we have to check ourselves as to where we are at any given time. David had to be attractive. He, he's very well known as a very handsome man. And after all, he's the king and he's wanting your presence. But we have to know who we are and what our responsibilities are in our own lives to help us to make the decisions that are hard sometimes when we're faced with them. And personally, I think it's it's best not to put yourself in situations like that. Personally, I think she should have said something to David, called him out on the fact that he was a godly man and this would be a sin in God's eyes. But we know that David lusted for her. Doesn't mean it's right, but and sometimes our flesh gets the best of us sometimes if we let it, if we put ourselves in situations, we can find that we make the wrong decision. We sin in God's eyes. Let's get back to the fact that a child was conceived and it didn't play out the way they thought it would. There were consequences for that sin. As hard as it was to go through, they felt that God had punished them for that sin. And there were several years before Bathsheba conceived again, and she had a son, and his name Solomon, beloved of our Lord, beloved of the Lord. That tells me that there was repentance, that they asked for forgiveness of their sin, and they felt the love of God. And I think that's so important. As humans, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes in God's eyes. We're going to sin, but we have to receive the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and we have to admit our sin. We have to ask for forgiveness, and we have to repent. We have to turn away from it, and you have to accept the fact that God forgives us. And I think as Christians, we have a hard time with that. Not only do we have a hard time with that, the devil uses that as a tool to keep us down, to make us feel so unworthy. And we tell ourselves sometimes that we're not worthy of being forgiven. We have to be mindful that when we say things like that, not meaning to, but we really downplay the fact that Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And it was enough that we're forgiven. So we have to forgive ourselves. That's a very hard thing to do sometimes is to forgive yourself because the Bible tells us that the Lord forgives us. And when he forgives us, it's as far as the east is from the west. The east and the west never touch. They're forgiven. They're never thought of by him again. And it's not a bad thing that we remember sin in our life, our past sins, because we want to be reminded of how we felt at that time when we did sin. And we want to be reminded that we don't want to go through that again, that we don't want to hurt others if that was the case. We want to learn from it. We want to we want to grow. We want to get closer to God and we want to mature by not dealing with that sin over and over and over. And you will <laughs> if you if you can't repent and get past it, you will continue to do it. We find with Bathsheba 
as the mother of Solomon, she had to go on and live her life after this. And she wanted to do better because we find in Proverbs 22, 6, the proverb that Solomon wrote was, train up a child in the way he should go. And he loved his mother, Bathsheba, and she trained him up in the way he should go. I think Proverbs discloses a lot about how much he loved his mother and how she impacted his life. We have the Proverbs 31 woman, and I would like to think that that's a picture of the woman that she became and being blessed with four sons. There's no doubt in my mind that she loved David. She loved her children. I'm sure the fact that she had this reputation, you know, people will remind you of your past. And I'm sure a lot of people in the palace didn't do that. But there were some that I'm sure brought up the fact that that's how she came into the palace. But in any event, we have to go on. We can't wallow in our sins of the past. We we can't get tied up in the past. You know, if we're if we're continuously looking backwards, we're not going to move forward. And that's hard for us sometimes because the devil, like I said before, he wants to drag us back and keep us down. And it works. It works a lot sometimes to to make you feel so unworthy, so ashamed, and you can't get past it. And it's especially bad when a lot of people remind you of your past and won't let you uh, move forward. But God is so good. He is so good in that he wants good for you and he wants you to mature. He wants you to be free from the bondage of sin. He wants to break those chains that hold us down. And when we're free from all of that, we can serve him. We can love him like never before. We can share his love with others in such a way that people see it. Because when you've been forgiven and you know you've been forgiven and you've moved forward from your past, there's such a passion when you talk about your love for Christ that comes through to others. They can see it. They can have hope that one day they can get to that point in their life. And that's what we're called to do. When we share our testimonies, we bring glory to God and we allow others to see that we all go through the same things. Some of us are further ahead than others. and We have to encourage one another. That's what we do as the family of Christ is we get to share his love. We get to share his truth, and we get to worship him and thank him so much for the fact that he gave his life. He shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And through that, we can be forgiven and we can know that we're forgiven. And that's the beauty of being a follower of Christ is he's our redeemer. Through him, we have that abundant life. We can begin to experience so much more when we get past that hurdle of wanting to wallow in our past and and not believe that we could ever be forgiven or we could uh, ever get rid of this shame, this unworthiness that the world, people from your past, want you to carry. And the Lord doesn't want you to carry. 
That's been one of the biggest blessings I've received from the Lord was to let it go and know that I'm God and I'm enough. And we can put that in the past and we can go forward. And I think that's what Bathsheba did. She was sorrowful. It put things in motion that never entered her mind. She wasn't privileged to some things that were done, but this was her life and she had to decide whether she wanted to be carrying this adulterous title all her life, or did she want to become wife and mother and go forward and live her life the best that she could do it. And that's what she decided to do. And I think Solomon is a very huge example of that. And we can read between the lines in Proverbs. There's a lot of wisdom there, as he requested from the Lord. Another beautiful thing is the fact that Bathsheba is in the genealogy of Christ. Matthew 1.6 tells us that David begot Solomon with the wife of Uriah. Her name's not mentioned, but we know who that woman is. The fact that David married Bathsheba after this adulterous act. Bathsheba should encourage us. It's a fact of life for some people that they have to deal with. But thank God for his shed blood, for the forgiveness of our sins. And there is a future with God that you can live free. You can have hope. And that's what this life's about. I hope you enjoyed this and you'll come back as we get into the fourth woman of the Bible. Until then, God bless. The Finding the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.